back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And it is another fabulous Monday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us, Colt. Kyle's coming in with a hot one. He said we're going to get canceled. So oh, it's definitely going to happen. I'm all about it. But first, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, not Twitter, X which is I'll never get used to saying. That is a weird one. Reddit and Discord. We're all over the place. Look up the Hollow Sky podcast, and we will be there. Uh, the 40 and Airwaves is less than two months away, so if you're interested in coming and hanging out with us for a fun-filled October weekend, be sure to purchase your tickets. We want to push this as much as we can. If you have any inkling on going scoop up some tickets that is october 6th 7th and 8th 2023 at ohio northern university at the end there there are live podcasts podcast panels meet and greets and sunday we will be doing a breakfast of pancakes which is fantastic the full weekend event is 50 bucks it'll be a cash bar we got special room rates for if you're going to stay there at the end uh it'll be us kill the mockingbirds uncomfortable podcast cryptids of the corn uh, the Bump Podcast and the Appalachian Intelligence Guys. It should be a good time. Lots of good people there. Uh, all new episodes we're going to be talking about, why we do them live. It's going to be really cool. Friday is just going to be chilling and hanging out. Kind of a non-formal type of thing. Let's make this a cult party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saturday, each of the shows are going to be doing their own brand new Never Heard podcast in front of a live audience. And there'll be meet and greets. We'll all have merch there. It's going to be a really dope time. Sunday, again, is the pancake breakfast. Be there or be lame. Touche. So if you have a personal experience you would like to have featured on a future show, Kyle has got the goods. I do. I do. You can call or text the holophone. It's going to be 618-556-0837. You can also write out your story, shoot it over to the email, hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You could record yourself with an audio app, such as voice memos on your smartphone, and do the same thing. Send it over to the podcast or phone. Either one will be fine. As long as you get your story to us, we'll get it on the air eventually and let everybody chew into it. Another thing we're trying to make time for is interviews on record nights for me and Steve. So it'd be every other Saturday at about eight o'clock central time. So if you guys can make that time, shoot us an email, please maybe recap your story slightly for us. So we have an idea of what we're getting ourselves into and we'll try to set up an interview. And try a couple new things. On that note, if you have somebody you would like us to interview, send us their name, their information, send our information to them. Uh, We'll try to set that up, too, because we would really like to uh, start talking to some people about some weird shit. Yeah. Start punching up through this wall we got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That being said, if you'd like to promote the show, speaking of the wall, share the show word of mouth. Share it everywhere. We're trying to trying to fall on more ears and keep pushing the show forward. Uh, I see a lot of people on X have been sharing the episodes. Love it. Keep it rolling. I try to re retweet them every time you guys post them up and keep it, keep the ball rolling. I appreciate everybody over there. 
Uh, whenever a new show drops, sh- try your best to share it. Uh, also, word of mouth, tell all your friends what we're about, what we're doing. Just keep the hollow cult growing. We have a Patreon if you'd like some extra goodies. You can go over there, pick a tier, sign up, extra episodes, all kinds of cool stuff over there. We have a Venmo if you want to drop a little bit of uh, pocket change in for our bad habits. We appreciate you. And um, we got the store up. You can go check that out. We got new stickers that are getting restocked. Um, new merch over there. All kinds of good stuff for you to check out. And you can go to wherever you listen to your podcasts, your podcatcher, that is, and leave us a five-star rating and review. Today is a Today is a new one. A new one. We have a review from Spain. There we go. Which is dope. I always love seeing new countries pop up on here. It is awesome. Which it sucks because Apple won't show anything but American. So I've got to go through a, like a chart app to find them. But I just found this one. It is from our friend Miss Large D Big. Oh. <laughs> well. I wonder what that's a reference to. Well then. Mrs. Large says, great podcast, five stars. Steven Kyler, so funny. Feels like I'm listening to my own buddies. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you, Mrs. Large, Mrs. Big, Mrs. D-Big, for taking the time just to leave us that five-star review in those kind words. We can't mention enough how much that helps. Every five-star rating kind of pushes us up a little bit further, a little bit further, and helps us to be found a little bit easier and keep the hollow cult growing. And more importantly... All that aside, makes us feel good. Yeah, it boosts our ego a little bit. A little bit. And we all know if, if us two guys need anything, it's definitely an ego boost. Right. <laughs> that couldn't be truer statements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we highly, highly appreciate that. Yeah. We love each and every one of you cult members out there. Absolutely. Speaking of which, I know I probably said that five times now on the show. It's kind of my little phrase of the day but we're moving into our personal experience of the day our listener personal experience it is from our friend Derek and it is Sasquatch Encounters all right Derek says what's up fellas I decided to write in after hearing the last night shift I grew up in central eastern Ohio in the 80s I lived on a street on the outskirts of a town in a valley our side of the street was a row of probably 10 small houses behind us where fields leading back to a river on the other side of the road was a couple farms surrounded by the woods. The woods were massive, and there was a part that we played in and made hidey holes and booby traps and such. The other part of the woods we rarely went into. The other part gave us the creeps. It usually felt like we were being watched, so we normally would just stay away except on a dare or if we were feeling extra brave. One day my friend Luke and I were walking down the road, far past the houses. We talked each other into heading into the big creepy part of the woods, and as soon as we jumped over the stream into the woods, a rock the size of a brick whizzed over our heads and smacked into a tree on my left. We froze and looked up and saw something we couldn't understand. Keep in mind, we had 13 channels on TV, and we only got to watch what our parents watched, which was mainly Matlock, Bob Newhart, or Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. I had read about Bigfoot at the time, but it was an ape out west. What we saw looked more like a man, but he was naked and covered in black hair. He had black skin and black hair and almost seemed to absorb the light. Me and Luke looked at each other and ran like hell all the way home. I don't remember him being crazy huge or anything, and I think he was just like, hey dummies, I'm right here. 
I remember trying to explain to my parents what we saw. Now that I'm a parent, I realize kids don't always have words for the things to to explain things, so they just try their best. I remember saying that it was a black man, but not a man. My dad called the farmer who owned the woods to have him call the police. I will never forget how confused he looked as I'm trying to explain to him what happened. They sent me to bed as parents did in the 80s. '80s. Something traumatic happened. Oh, tough shit, kid. Go to your room. In an interesting addition to all this, around the same time, one of the neighbor kids found this crazy structure in the creepy part of the woods. We all went and checked it out. So this kid led probably five of us kids to the structure in the middle of the forest. I remember we were standing in front of it, and this kid, Keith, who had found it, was j- was like, there it is, and we were all standing there, not seeing shit, until he walks right up to it and shakes the branches. It was all these branches woven together in the f- to form this hut, and it was big. We were blown away, and all of us were accusing each other of making it, but honestly, it was very much beyond what any of us could have made. There was an opening that a few of us went into, so it was big enough for at least three of us to stand in. We didn't stay long enough, though, because there were fleas in there, and between the fleas and this eerie feeling we had the whole time we were there, we just got the hell out. It wasn't until years later that I realized, oh shit, I saw a Sasquatch, and that the structure we found might have been its nest or whatever. Keep it weirds, my dudes. Derek. Derek, thank you so much for sharing your experience. Um, Dope, first off. I know Ohio is kind of a hotbed for Sasquatch activity. Um, It ticks all the boxes of a Sasquatch encounter, like what you saw, it kind of giving you a warning shot to get the hell out of there. Uh, The structure lines up with all the Sasquatch lore. That's one of the main things in the uh, investigative field that they're out searching for is these, these stick structures. And you see them all in the main big Bigfoot hotspots. So it definitely sounds to me like you for sure had an encounter with a Bigfoot. Yeah, I agree. And I actually, as you say that, described the creature to us. I just literally saw a picture of what you described, except apparently it was taken in Texas, I believe. Well, that's dope. Like it legitimately matches the exact description that he gave. So it's it's pretty odd timing to say the least. I wish I had the picture still because I would post it. But I found it on Instagram somewhere. I was just kind of scrolling through uh, and saw it. So it's it, it's I mean it leads credence to what you saw. Yeah, that's it is it is awesome. I'm curious as to if uh, I think a state trooper took the picture too. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I wonder if your friend uh, recalls this. The one that you were out there with, right? If he remembers seeing the thing thrown at your head too. Or if any of your little buddies that also saw the structure ever saw anything out there in the same area of the forest or in any forest in your uh, town. I'm curious to see if there's any other sightings or lore in that general Ohio area specifically. It would be bizarre to stumble onto a Bigfoot house. I, uh, funny enough, we're right back to the bluffs where the Whistler and the Yahoo and the 
stink bait taker all occurred when I was in junior high. I would always, always, always go and just walk the bluffs. I don't know what I was doing. I was just being a weirdo. I'd always walk on mushroom hunting and shit, but I was just walking around and I stumbled upon this. It's not a stick structure in the middle of a valley. It was like, it was a perfect circle, but the edges of it were raised probably a foot off the ground. Like something had made like, like a nest essentially, but it was probably, I'm trying to think it was probably 12 to 15 feet in diameter. That's a pretty good size. Yeah. Cause I, cause I could lay in it and not touch any of the sides. Cause I was thinking, man, this is big. And it, it was noticeable enough that you could see the circle and inside of it, it was in the fall. There was a bunch of leaves and shit, which I just assumed had fallen off all the trees and whatnot in this clearing. But I started kicking the leaves around and I started finding all these bones, all these animal bones. There were deer bones. There were like little predator jaws. I don't know if it was a, it was smaller. So it was probably a fox or a coyote jaw. There was like tons of these bones in the center of whatever this circle was. And, uh, I got the hell out of there and never went back. I don't blame you. I got creepy vibes once I started seeing, because you see the circle, you know that something intelligent had to make this circle, right? Right. Then you find the bones and you're thinking, oh shit, maybe this is a nest nesting site of something. You see the bones and you're thinking, shit, it's a nesting site of some sort of predator. So then I just got the hell out of there. I need to go back. It's not very far back in the woods yeah. and see if I can see it, see if it still exists. Because it was weird. It caught me off guard. It'd be weird if it was still there. And like I said, ever since then, all this other weird semi-squatchy activity has been going on. So it makes me wonder if maybe, I mean, I don't know what they would use it for because there was no protection. It wasn't like it was like deep into the ground because the there was it was almost like like a reverse moat around this thing. It was just dirt that was piled, had been piled up in this circle that was about a foot off the ground and the inside. It wasn't dug out very deep, but I don't know. There was bones in it and shit. It was fucking weird. That is weird. But now it's stealing stink bait out of the back of my dad's truck and whistling at me when I'm walking around. No, he's just letting you know he he borrowed some bait. Yeah. But uh, thanks again, Derek, for your submission. Uh, If you still talk to any of your old friends, I'd be curious to know if anybody else in the town saw it or, uh, yeah, pretty much just that. If there was any other encounters in your town. So thank you. If you'd like for us to feature the show, rewind a few minutes and Kyle told you how to do it. From there, we are moving on to getting canceled. Let's do this. Let's go. So, decided to go down a little bit of a conspiracy rabbit hole this time. Kind of conspiracy, not. I mean, it's just a lot of weird shit, really. But as you can tell by the title of the show, it's on DARPA. Uh, DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. DARPA is a research and develop agency out of the United States. It's responsible for developing new tech for the military. It's literally kind of like their motto. Their first priority is national security. That is what they heavily focus on. But it didn't always start that way. When this agency was first created, it was actually known as ARPA, Advanced Research 
Projects Agency. This was formed on February 7th, uh, 1958. It was actually Eisenhower's response to the launch of Sputnik in 57. Some would actually consider DARPA as the agency that helped shape the modern world. It had a hand in creating weather satellites, GPS, drones, stealth technology, voice interfaces, personal computers, and even the internet. It also had a hand in creating the Moderna vaccine. So it's weird once you start looking into some of the normal aspects of this agency, which don't exactly seem normal. It seems intelligent the way they go about structuring it, like the fact that ARPA's first director, Roy Johnson, apparently left a $160,000 management job at General Electric for a $18,000 job at DARPA. Hmm. Right? And then you take that in consideration that the initial funding for ARPA was $520 million. In 1957? 58. 58. That's a lot of money. Yeah, let's do... I'm going to do some math here. And see what's going on. That is a lot of money. That is a shitload of money. So right out of the right out of the gate, that's a red flag, right? Yeah. yeah not yeah. to mention the pay cut. That's not a financially sound uh, career move. No, that's not even considered a lateral. We're looking up the inflation calculator here. So that's five hundred and twenty dollars. I need five hundred and twenty million. <laughs> It just says no. Yeah, it's not even going to do it. So, nah. Oh, All well. Right then. Anyways, uh, Johnson was super interested in chasing space programs, which makes sense considering it was the response to Sputnik. Um, he actually initially thought the program was going to focus on space programs. However, later on in 58, NASA was actually formed. And most of the funding into space was transferred over to that agency. Then they get the word that ARPA was going to refocus its efforts in different fields. Quote, unquote, high risk, high gain, and far out research. Okay, got it. So uh, inflation adjustment, $520 million in 58 with 3.68 annual inflation over that period would be $5,434,311,268 in today's money. It's a good chunk of change. $5.5 billion project. It's good to have, it's a, that's, that's good for initial funding. That's, that's, right? that's heavy. Um, it's heavy money. But like I said, high risk, high gain, and far out research. Which is pretty strange. I realize that those terms, I mean, they can mean a ton of different things, right? However, most of the time, the scientific community is said to, they basically shake their finger 
at this this style of research, like re- researching these just off the wall topics. Yet it states that the community was more or less fucking pumped about chasing down these fields. Like they were the community, the scientific community was absolutely stoked to be looking into these far out topics. Oh yeah. Um, some it's, interesting, go ahead, Steve. It kind of fits in with the time frame too. It does. Yeah. It does make a little bit more sense. Cause like that sort of, I guess not necessarily pseudoscience, but like fringe science was kind of groundbreaking, cutting edge back then. Right. And also, you have to take in consideration they're not talking about aliens and shit. When you, 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 they're they're probably thinking like fucking laser beams and stuff, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean, like just really cool stuff. Yeah. Um. Some of the interesting programs right off the rip. Gremlins, and the only reason why I picked this one is because it sounds super cool. We all have uh, some nostalgia for Gremlins. But this is an air-launched and recoverable UAVs. Man, I was hoping it was real. I know. I know. But I I just love the name. So uh, some weird ones here. Were those all like right off the rip? Are these old ones? uh, I think these are semi-current ones. Okay, because I'm like, So some of these have actually been canceled, and some of them may still be going on. Because I was like, holy shit, if they were doing... Fucking air launched oh, UAVs yeah. and shit in the fifties. Definitely they are crazy. Well, well farther than I anticipated, which they probably are. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, insect allies program, a program to develop genetically modified plant viruses. So for us dum dums, the goal is to develop viruses that would more or less perform gene editing on crops that are already planted in fields. So they would use the insects to deliver said virus, which is, it seems efficient. I know I saw a black mirror episode or some shit like that where whatever they put into these insects that they released that were supposed to help basically destroyed all the crops and everybody. I believe that. I believe that. And then like, that's the thing with these topics. Like you, you could pick one that sounds really awesome, right? Like we'll just, we'll just pretend this one's really awesome sounding, but you know, once you discover that some asshole, like the, uh, a massive software engineer person that we know will want to put viruses in mosquitoes that are not good, you know, or, or the the ever rumor of Lyme disease being put in ticks that they never actually carried it. It was put in as a almost more or less a bioweapon during uh World War One, I, I think. Can't remember the wars one or two. But the whole theory behind that is that they used them to drop over the enemy. And then the ticks would latch on, get them sick, and kill them. Um, another program would be remote controlled insects, which DARPA has apparently accomplished. 
They were able to do this with beetles. They also were able to control rats with brain implants. They also created a mechanical heart for pigeons. And it worked. And the more impressive one, the heart one's pretty impressive. However, to me, this one is extremely impressive. Why? Because they were able to take a moth larva and implant its brain with a chip. Let the the larva grow into a moth, and then they were able to control the moth. The moth's brain actually assimilated and grew around the chip. What? <laughs> so it, it it's like it's self-integrated. I that's crazy. I hate this. It's crazy. Bro, I'm on just going off that tangent. I'm on the cdc.gov. Yeah. And here are genetically modified mosquitoes, irradiated mosquitoes. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. And this mosquito, they have put uh, this Wolbachia fungus into. Oh, yeah. This is cool. To try to. This is them saying that they're trying to lower the mosquito population. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool that you're doing this. But if you can do this, so GM mosquitoes are mass produced in a laboratory carrying two types of genes, a self-limiting gene that prevents the female mosquito offspring from surviving till adulthood and a fluorescent marker gene that glows under a special red light. This allows researchers to identify the GM mosquitoes in the wild. GM mosquitoes produce the laboratory lay eggs. These eggs carry the self-limiting and fluorescent marker genes. A GM mosquito... Uh, GM mosquito eggs that carry the self-limiting gene are released into an area once they have hatched and developed, yada, yada, yada. Okay. That's cool, right? What if they can put into a mosquito a human self-limiting gene? Valid point. Um, Furthermore, I'm not an expert in anything. Yeah, same. Why is the CDC fucking with this? Using irradiation, oh, well, they they already fucking touched that. Uh, these genetically modified mosquitoes, Aedes aegypti mosquitoes, spread viruses including dengue, Zika, and chikungunya. Yeah, but... So they're using these, in theory, to lower the mosquito population that carry human diseases. I just feel like it would be more... Oh, I don't know. I guess it does kind of fall like okay, that falls into CDC territory, so to speak. Radiated like radiated ones? How radiated mosquitoes are used in mosquito control. Sterile irradiated male mosquitoes are regularly released in the wild to mate with wild female mosquitoes. Male mosquitoes do not bite. The resulted eggs do not hatch. Over time, the number of mosquitoes being targeted in an area decrease. For example, when the target mosquito is a aegypti, only this type of mosquito will be affected. What happens if a radiated, oh no, I guess male mosquitoes don't bite. So if they radiate the males, I'm like, what if people come into contact with radiated mosquitoes? You turn into mosquito man. What if these things, 
get radiated and then just become huge like the Incredible Hulk. That would be terrifying because mosquitoes suck. This this thing over here using this bacteria. I thought it was a fungus, but it's a bacteria. My bad. That's still not good for people. They use Wolbachia bacteria is a common type of bacteria found in insects. Approximately 6 in 10 of all types of insects, including butterflies, bees, and beetles around the world, have Wolbachia. Wolbachia bacteria cannot make people or animals sick. Okay. What happens if it starts and you have all these fucking mosquitoes that are already infected with this shit? Yeah, and we've heard this before. I guess just, I mean, essentially everything they use is to make the females sterile. So they cannot... Either the eggs won't hatch or the hatchlings won't grow into adulthood. I don't know. Still seems to be things that we shouldn't be fucking with. Sussy. Yeah. Sorry for taking off on that tangent. No, it's good. Um, also, all of this when in regards to my insect portion here, not so much what Steve was going on about, but my insect session section was all done before 9-11. So imagine what... 20 plus years on top of that has gotten us in that research. Oh yeah. <coughs> um, another program mesh worm. It is a earthworm robot. <laughs> I'm not kidding you guys at all. Um, hell ads high energy liquid laser area defense system. What? I want to know what the fuck are they using the, Robot worm four. Don't know. Don't know. Oh, God. You're going to make me Google again, aren't you? Uh, look that shit up. The, the Hell Ads is a laser that will be used to shoot down missiles and such, which more or less sounds like a direct energy weapon to me. Bro, it sounds like a giant super soaker to me. And I actually went on Night Shift talking about this next one. It's a program called Ocean of Things. They basically dump tons of these little uh, floating sensors throughout our oceans. They look more or less like uh, the pool skimmers, the whole chlorine. I just found it was weird that DARPA, their first and foremost mission is national security. And they're going to sell it as like, hey, we're just going to monitor the ocean and the conditions and yada, yada, yada. But you openly admit your first and foremost goal is national security and uh, advancing the weapons of the military. I feel like people just use national security as a way to get more funding. Oh, yeah. Because once they started talking about the UFOs being a national security threat, then it blows up. I was talking to uh, Jeremiah from Bigfoot Society, just messaging back and forth, and he was talking about Bigfoot disclosure. And I was like, bro, they're going to have to talk about Bigfoot being a national security, uh, uh, national security threat before anybody will start pumping money toward him. They'll do it. They'll do it eventually. Um, of course, now I wasn't able to find a shitload on this. This is kind of what I was really looking for. But they're also working on super soldier situations. So they've made working prototypes of exoskeletons. Um, they had another project called the Z-Man Project. And somehow, don't know how, 
but they were able to mimic um like a salamander in the way that it climbs walls. And apparently they've had men loaded down with 300 pounds able to easily scale 25 foot walls. What the fuck? Uh DARPA has also worked on ways to keep soldiers running. Like they use this uh, brain stimulation machine that pulses tiny sound waves into the soldier's brain, keeping them awake and uh, and alert. What? Uh, They also have a nasal spray called Orexin A. Apparently this shit is so effective that it makes you feel like you've gotten the best eight-hour sleep of your life, even though you haven't slept at all. This is fucking crazy. I f- oh, bro, I found the uh, robot earthworm, mm-hmm. and they're not talking about, like, earthworm, earthworm. No, like, I figured it would be a big machine. They're talking like trimmers, bro. Let's do this. DARPA's Underminer Project seeks a robot that can autonomously dig large tunnels. The tunnels would be used to resupply U.S. forces in the field. GE was recently awarded $2.5 million to develop a robotic tunneler that burrows both from the common earthworm and, or f- yeah, burrows both from the common earthworm and tree roots. Uh, DARPA is funding one of the oddest robotic projects concepts yet, a robot that mimics earthworms to dig large underground tunnels. It's all part of an effort to demonstrate robotic tunneling techniques that will provide a secure way of resupplying U.S. Army troops in battle zones. I mean, it's not a terrible way to think, you know, because it would be effective. It would leave the landscape over there in utter ruin. That's probably why there's tunnels all underneath fucking the America because I've been testing this shit out. Um, but you go onto DARPA's website, website, and they choose some rather funny phrases like how they reach for transformational changes instead of incremental advances, or a reference to their engineering alchemy. That's fucked up, right? That's the one that really caught me. And this is like their official description. Like you go on to DARPA's website and start reading about us. That is in there, the engineering alchemy. They also point out how most of the managers are not only people at the top of their fields, but how they only hire these people for time frames from three to five years. So it pushes these people to work at an insane pace. Also imagine that some of the things that have been created and launched by these people in only three to five years. On top of all that, it's a genius way to minimize exposure, keeping people from working on things for years and having a vast knowledge of everything that may or may not be going on there. They also come to find out, as I did more research, DARPA doesn't really have major facilities either. Like, they describe DARPA as a hundred scientists connected by a travel agent. Like, they literally, a lot of times what DARPA actually ends up doing is they contract people. So if me and Steve were really good at something, they could be like, hey, or if we had a good idea, we approached them with a good idea, they'd be like, yeah, we'll give you some funding. Now you work for DARPA. You have X amount of time to get this done. 
they'll it's a, it's a good way to kind of stay a ghost. Yes. They they'll the the universities like we've read about, you know, with other like CIA programs and stuff. It's just they it does seem like it's really aimed to minimize exposure. And with the five year thing, only giving people five years, you're gonna stay like replacing somebody every five years, you're gonna stay on the leading edge yes. of all of that uh, information and all of that uh, knowledge and shit. Exactly. Um, the last paragraph is also curious. DARPA benefits greatly from special statutory hiring authorities and alternative contracting vehicles that allow the agency to take quick advantage of opportunities to advance its mission. These legislated capabilities have helped DARPA continue to execute its mission effectively. And then come to find out DARPA basically is set up to work outside the law. They aren't subject to Title V, which is the Federal Streamlining Act of 94. This has tons of red tape when it comes to hiring and firing of people. Also, DARPA has a nice big nest egg of about $3.2 billion to pull from for its research, which is completely unrestricted. A lot of the money goes to civilian firms that can operate how they want as long as they produce results. Moving into a recent episode that Steve covered, Havana Syndrome was first reported in 2016. Apparently, in 2017, DARPA decided to reopen the Pandora Project, which is a project that was studying the effects of low-level microwave radiation. This was all done in the 1960s. Yeah, because they were fucking putting them in mosquitoes. Well, they started this program because... Or no, they yeah, they started this for several different reasons. It experimented with the process in which cells have the ability to talk talk to each other and have the ability to control complex biological processes. So, of course, they wanted to see if they could flood them with microwave radiation to overwhelm the system. Also, another really main reason as to why this project presented itself was they caught the Russians shooting microwaves at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. Yep, I forget. I talked about it in that episode. That's what I thought. But that that is one of the main leading reasons as to why DARPA then began looking into this. Also, as insanely fucked as it is, DARPA has also been working on mind control tech. This was actually put out by LiveScience.com around 2019. They called it the Moscow signal. They hit it behind the American seal. Well, it's appropriate. Nerds. (laughs) Uh, As of now, this tech is non-invasive, but it will send signals into the brain that will allow soldiers to instantly communicate with robots. For example, swarms of drones. In an odd twist, it stated that they want to genetically tweak human brains. 
So check this shit out. They want to use viruses to deliver genetic material into the cells called viral vectors. But they want to do this so it allows certain neurons to produce two kinds of proteins. The first will absorb light when a neuron is firing, which makes it possible to detect to detect the activity that's going on. A headset would then send an infrared light that's able to pass through the skull. It'll send it into the brain. From here, the headset will actually measure the signal that is reflected from the brain tissue. This will help generate generate a read of the brain and will help in understanding what the person is seeing, hearing, or trying to do. The second protein will tether magnetic nanoparticles. From here, the neurons will be magnetically stimulated to fire when the headset creates a magnetic field, which may bleed into more mind control type of shit because an apparent whistleblower comes out and claims they have the ability to alter people's thoughts. Basically, disrupt how people think and comprehend ideas. And this is states, mechanical disruptions of narrative processing may be ultimately replicated through targeted strategic communication campaigns that approximate the narrative disruptions induced via magnetic stimulation, which would allow them the ability to have people believe or not believe in something. It does this by figuring out which parts of the brain are activated by certain messages and propaganda. So all that is a lot to take in because there's a lot of fucking big words in there. But what I'm getting at is I took those from two separate pages. They weren't linked at all. But it's definitely ironic to say the least that it mentions magnetically stimulated in both of the situations there. So it makes you wonder if there were to happen to be virus that gets out, starts infecting people. And then now the brain produces these proteins and they use the right set of propaganda they're able to convince you of whatever narrative or storyline they want to convince you with right it makes you it just in a way it kind of in theory here it kind of more or less perfects mind control like legitimate mind control because at that point it's not like all they'd have to do is suggest something to you in a in a proper way and you're going to go oh yeah yeah they they yeah that's already that's that's already now i mean that's kind of what i'm getting at yeah you're either like <laughs> in everything you're either in camp a or you're in camp b yeah they yeah. both they both have their own propaganda machines pushing you right so you're either you're either die hard a or you die hard b and it's i mean and as far as that goes like with reading the the neuron firing and shit Bro, they already got it. It's already right here. How many times have you oh, thought yeah. about something? Yeah. And then it pops up on your phone. You don't even have to fucking say it. Yeah. You already know they're listening. Fuck yes. But 
have you when you've thought about something? Oh, you haven't yes. set it out. I've had it happen. And boom, it's right there. Hundred percent had it happen. I it's it's already out there. Yeah, I have a hundred percent. I feel like happen. it has been. Yeah, but it's just it's just weird when they break it down in these almost essentially two different types of programs. But if you combine those programs and mix it with the past several years and the way people's thought processes have changed so much, because you see it just as much as I do, right? The way people think anymore is oh, yeah. just, it, it confuses me so much to a degree that I just, I just throw my hands up. I go, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I don't get where your logic is coming from. But I know that in the past, you've had presidents throw out laws on propaganda and stuff. So now propaganda is legal in the United States. And it just... How fucking narcissistic is it that you as anyone on the planet decides that I want to be fully in control of everybody else? Like, it's just... It's a thought that my brain can't comprehend either because I don't fucking care enough. I want you to live your best life. And if you, that's almost like this, I came up with this fucking cheesy ass analogy. It would be like talking to your significant other and going, all I want from you is to tell is for you to tell me that you love me. And then your spouse goes, well, I love you. And you're like, that doesn't fucking count. It doesn't count because I just told you to do that. It doesn't count. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, but I also don't see the world the way that some of these other people see the world. So there, that plays a lot into that, but it's just like you, you, you see it here in, in like black and white, man. Like they got called out on working for these vaccines that got pushed out. They've openly been into mind control programs and it's all for national security it's all for the betterment of the military you know and then if think about like from a a manager's point of view you want the people underneath you to do what you say right you want it to go as smooth as possible you don't want you don't want steve in the corner going Fuck you, Kyle. I'm not doing that today. You want him to go, yes, sir. I, dude, in the pro- the propaganda machine, it, I mean, it's been rolling hard. It's nuts. It's been rolling hard for a long time. I 100% agree. When you have people worshiping political figures like they are gods, Something is fucking wrong with the system. Mm-hmm. When you have people fucking willing to die for a political figure, something is fucking wrong. Yeah. With the propaganda machine, with the way people's minds work. Like these people are not gods. They are not martyrs. No. They are all cut from the same cloth. I, dude, that's uh, how I view the world, 100%. like legitimately that way. A hundred percent. And you like you have camps that think these people are above God. Oh yeah. Above like 100%. like worshipable. Yeah. They Get literally the think they are God. Get out of here. 
you're 100% right. Something that they have done have fucked up people's brains. <laughs> Infinitely. No, I agree. Because the way the way I view the world, this is how I see it, right? Um, Steve's important to me. He matters to me. I would care if you passed away, right? But some asshole on the other side of the planet could give a fuck less. Never going to know. Could give a fuck less. Yep. And you, your name, like your name could literally be blasted all over everything, TV, radio, and that person still isn't going to give a fuck because they didn't know who you were. They had no emotional connection to you. So every single person on the planet is that, right? We, To somebody, you are the world. And to somebody else, you're fucking literally nothing. Yeah. Right? And that's that's the way that's the way of life. It's just the way that it is. And so to act like anybody is technically above that is just like I don't know you, man. And we are all as much as I hate to say it, we're all fucking replaceable to a degree, obviously. You know, to certain situations we're not, but we're all replaceable. And I just I just you should always be able to scrutinize your boss. I'll put it to you that way. You know, you should always be able to question your boss. And I do. Right. <laughs> and, but you should, because if they claim to know better and are better, they should be able to address you and your concerns, you know, or take what you have to say in consideration and move forward. It doesn't have to be this big fucking ordeal of I'm the king and you're the peasant. And I f- like kind of on on the same track in the episode I'm thinking about like genetically modifying the brain to be able to communicate with uh, machines and robots and drones and shit they're already close yeah I mean like look at look at your that shit that I found was taken from years back this ain't like yesterday look at the Alexas and stuff like you you can tell Alexa what to do how far are they from just thinking about it oh yeah to get it to do what it that's what they do. want with the the headset and shit because there's that lag time in in speaking it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That that it's not much. It's not much lag, but in a in a battle situation, it is yeah, a lot. You think it it happens? Boom. Yes, exactly. But it's isn't it fucking crazy that okay? You remove the past couple of years from the equation, all of that. It's crazy to me that they figured out a way to inject something in you to where it makes your neuron when it fires, essentially it doesn't light up. Okay. It darkens the area. That's how they know when the neurons are now firing is when the area is dark because it absorbs the light. And so by injecting the propaganda machine into it, it, it's like the, it's like the, the perfect, manipulator because now they get to talk to you and you have the new proteins in your brain you have the headset on and they get to talk to you and they get to map the brain they get to see what fires where and how it all operates so then you take that formula and it's just like um running ads for your business you run an ad well, this ad flops you run another ad well this section of the ad did really good so you start piecing together the puzzle through trial and error. And that means, bro, 
the manipulation goes off the fucking charts because they know what buttons to push. Yeah, and then that that is just that's even more so a division campaign than propaganda is. Absolutely. All you have to do is say, "Hey, Kyle over there, he thinks a little different than you. Mm-hmm. He, he's fucking wrong. He's fucking wrong." And you're right. <laughs> exactly. He's fucking wrong. You're right. Exactly. And you need to hate him for that. Yep. Dude, it's terrifying. And then, and then like, you interject AI on top, on top of all that. Yeah. Bro, they could put that shit in the fucking water. They probably already have. Oh, yeah. I fucking would not be surprised at all. Wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, and then... It's just fucking crazy, man. And then... So, all of this sounds like... It sounds like a big bombshell. Everything that we've just talked about sounds like a big bombshell for the past several years, right? Because of the C-19 and all that bullshit. But, believe it or not, this has been in the works for a hot minute. Because the creation of a sister company called ARPA-H, also known as HARPA. So essentially, the way you can picture this organization is you take DARPA, the the military intelligence arm, research arm that focuses on weaponry and just all types yeah. of stuff for that. HARPA is the health version of that. Great. Right? Great. So DARPA use like they'll go for these far fetched ideas. Well, HARPA is now going to do the crazy shit. When it comes to the health. And it's actually going to be um, inserted in with the NIH. So you're, they're, you're gonna, they're going to house that within the NIH or the NH. Yeah, it's NIH. It? National Institute of Health or something yeah, like that. that sounds right. Um, so they're housing it with inside that. Uh, yeah, National Institute of Health. But they are... Harpa is adapting or adopting the motto "high risk, high reward." Um, of course, they are. It's noteworthy that one of the things they will be trying to tackle with this these new avenues is they're going to really heavily focus on mRNA vaccines in the curing of cancer, uh, which we all know cancer is a formidable opponent something that has plagued people for a very long time now and tackling that and finally officially defeating cancer would be phenomenal. Nobody wants to see a loved one get taken out by that. No, I feel like if you live long enough, you're going to die of cancer. Exactly. So it would be absolutely amazing to see that, that, illness being taken off the table like it's not a big deal anymore but we all know that when it comes to these things that sound too good to be true it generally is and with this type of knowledge and technology backing it it's always a double-edged sword right you you can always see the positive implements of said technology or or Whatever, like with the mosquitoes thing. You could totally see that being a great thing because everybody fucking hates mosquitoes. But at the same time, you get some jackass that wants to put some deadly-ass virus, some Ebola virus in mosquitoes, and now it's just jacking the world. But my point is, 
with all this, just like our cell phones, you know, like I said, everything man-made comes with a price. It's it's up to everybody to decide if it's worth worth paying. But the former vice chair of General Electric, Robert Wright, has been pushing for HARPA for quite some time. One of the first programs that is intended to come out of HARPA, which literally does not make any sense, and it sounds sketchy as fuck, it's called Safe Home. And what they would actually do is they would take data from Apple Watches, Fitbits, Echoes, Google Home, among probably Alexa, yeah, and all that shit. Among other devices, to they would they would actually suck up shitloads of information. They would even connect to the health providers of the country and suck up that data, which just sound it doesn't sound like legal. even possible. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound legal exactly. Uh, but what and this is like so if you were to sell it on a certain basis, you might be okay with it. But check this shit out. It will connect to all of those in order to determine if a person might be likely to commit a crime. Oh yeah, you've heard about this for a while. Fuck now. yeah. But this is like it. Like this is it. Yeah. And the fact that it's coming out underneath Harpa which is supposed to be focused on health. I guess I guess it does because I think I remember reading You're protecting the health of others <laughs> like No, I think I remember reading. I could be wrong and I, I think I might have overlooked it and didn't understand it so I just kind of brushed it off to the side, but I think it has to do with the psyche. Oh, yeah, like mental health. Yes. So I think that that might be how they're spinning I've it. I've read they've been. I've I've read that they that this is this is supposed to be a thing. Like I heard about it with like a lot of people throw it out there with Neuralink to be able to get into people's psyches and stop them from committing a crime before they commit a crime. Yeah. But at that like at that point, what what kind of information could you suck up that would constitute somebody would commit a crime? Like I have yeah. I have three hundred books on serial killers over there. But I'm not a serial killer. Well, and what if you just what if you just get fucking pissed at somebody and you're like, all I want to do right now is punch you in the face. Yeah. Like I want to do that so bad. They throw up a red flag, boom. Exactly. And then they just they freeze you or do whatever they fucking do to you. Even though most of us adults, as bad as we want to punch you in the face, half the time we don't actually punch you in no. the face. No. Because we know there's consequences the whole nine. Right? There's there's the whole fucking shebang of not hitting someone in the face. But that that's going to be taken out. The The human aspect of it is now removed because now you have algorithms that are going to be like, no, no, Steve, we know for a fact you were going to assault Kyle. So we're, we're putting an end to that, okay? We're going to go ahead and we're going to charge you with assault because that's what you were going to do anyways. We just prevented it. We're going to charge you with assault and now you're going to have to pay your, pay your dues, so to speak. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like the way the the YouTube algorithms work now. Yeah, they they have flag words. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. You could talk about preventing offing yourself. Yeah, put up the off yourself prevention number, and if you say the S word, it'll flag you. Right. 
it'll flag you. The algorithm will see oh, that's it. A good point. Say, that's, that's a good That's a no-no. Even if you're like, hey, if you're having issues, here's this S number to call. And the algorithm's like, nah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Hold up. And it, it's it's bullshit because, like you said, it, it is to help people. We're trying to you know better people, but it's, it doesn't see it that way because yeah. it doesn't have human context. It just no. has, here's a word I'm supposed to look for. When I see this word, I flag it and I remove it. The algorithm does not. There's, there's no, the only right and wrong the algorithm has is what a human told it. Yes. The human told you these words are wrong and yep. it, it does not have any conjuncture about whether, what, what the, the way that word's being used or however, if it sees that word, it is wrong. Yeah. That's fucked up. It's, uh, it's fucked up. But, uh, technology folks, it's crazy. Man. Blessing and a curse. Yeah. But, uh, even years before this this latest past years we've had, DARPA has actually been working on ways to quickly manufacture vaccines to help soldiers on the battlefield in the case that they were to run into some new virus. Which, if you really think about it, it's kind of fucked up. This was all part of the P, that they call P3, or Pandemic Prevention Platform. But the fact that that's in there is fucked. I feel like we're in like RoboCop 17. Bro, it's crazy. (laughs) Because like, okay, let's remove that this could just be an excuse to work on this type of shit, right? But what if it's not? What does that say about what goes on in the world, like in war zones? Dude, that's terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) That somebody's just going to go, uh, no, we've created... Flew Ebola, <laughs> and we're launching it over at you guys. <laughs> you know, or whatever, you whatever. Remember, you, you know, remember the Black Death, the Black Plague. We may have weaponized it, <laughs> and we may have shot it into the combat zone that you're in. Exactly. But good news is, P three's been working on it. Right. So it's just crazy. Like it's just a like. I know that it should be a, re- a realistic concept, real you know, realistically, but it's just it still blows my fucking mind that that's a thing. Yeah, they have to like look at look at the fucking Cold War where they were weaponizing smallpox. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Like, Absolutely terrifying. What? What? Dickhead, dude, that's said, nailing it on the head. There said, you know what we could do. Just kill everything. <laughs> Just kill everybody. How's that? <laughs> fucking fucking nuke. Fuck the tomahawks. Yeah, it it won't be instant death. No, it'll be horrible death. We're gonna make it bad. Let's strap that on the front of a missile and drop it in. That sounds like a great idea. So fucking. Oh fuck that guy. Crazy man. Absolutely crazy. But uh, now, believe it or not. It kind of melts your brain a little bit. You turn back the time. You go back before the C-19 shit. In 2018, there was a company called EcoHealth Alliance that actually approached DARPA with plans to research the C-19 in bats. And it was codenamed Project Diffuse. However, get this. DARPA goes, nah, we're good. That 
seems a little fucked up. <laughs> we don't want any part of this. <laughs> and then they buried it. They didn't let it see the light of day. They buried it. So nobody knew about it until it was uncovered. It got rooted out and came to the surface. Now, if that's true, kind of warps your brain a little bit. But, it, I mean, in a way, it doesn't. How so? Because, like, like we're all pretty much on the same page that the fucking virus was most definitely manufactured. Right, yeah. And put out there. Yeah. Like, you know all these motherfuckers got their fingers in it. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> you know? They're like, I'm this. Sure. so Eco Alliance comes and like, yo, bro, what if we uh, put these in bats? And Darpa's like, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's a little, little far. Stop. And somebody over here is like, yo, write this shit. Well, write I think, down. I think what down. it actually was is they came to DARPA with wanting to like modify that virus that was in the bats. They're one basically do gain a function. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And DARPA's like, no, we're straight. Like, we're good. We we're not trying to dabble in this. It supposedly is what they said. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But if it is true, really fucked up. It's even more fucked up that they it, if this is real, it's fucked up that they thought it was fucked up. And then instead of like narking on that company, they were like, we're just going to tuck this over yeah. here. That, that, that to me makes makes it feel like they're like, write this shit down. <laughs> this is money. We're going to see how this one plays out. This is money right here. We're going to see how this one plays out. Boys. Let it cook, fellas. Let it cook. Well, I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> let it cook, baby. If these assholes were the ones creating the Moderna, just let it cook. They might have, they might have fucking been like, "Oh no, we're we're gonna we're gonna let this one play out." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because we're gonna end up with a lot of money Damn. in the end. That's fucked up, dude. Like, eco, yo, eco health, man. That that's fucked up. I definitely wouldn't fight you. You know what? You could. That's definitely you, fucked up. You could just let just like let it let it. I mean, we can see what happens. You know. That's, I didn't <laughs> see that one. That one's fucked up. That was a lot more fucked up than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> just, the Darpa and Harper's over here. Just, shh, just let her go. Let her go. Steve, let stop it, it. Just let it go. Yeah, but that could that could be really. But no, 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 no. Yeah, just bad for other people. Not bad for us. Tone her down. Not bad for Tone us. Tone her down. Okay, so moving past all the C19 shit, all the, the crazy stuff, I got a, a kind of a fun one to end on here. So apparently, DARPA and the CIA teamed up. Surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> but they teamed Shut up in a very interesting way. They teamed up using time travel technology. Yes, Steve just threw his pin. So you had a guy come forward, whistleblower, Andrew D. Basiago, comes forward to reveal a secret time travel program. Which I'm already part of. I want everybody to know that. You absolutely are. Um, it's funny because, once again, we hear a familiar reference. Check this out, Steve. Catch this for me. Basiago was present during lunches at a La Hacienda restaurant in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Bro. How fucked up is that? I'm gonna. I don't care where we go, where where we go for conferences, where we go to investigate, whatever the fuck we're doing, we are eating every Mexican restaurant on the planet. Fuck yes, because there is some there is shit being done, bro, at the Mexican restaurant. How fucked up is that? 
<laughs> what the fuck is that? It's like the third time we've I heard know. that. I know. We heard it on the priest one. And or the priest. Yes. Uh, the Collins elite. elite. And now this one. Dude, I'm telling Holocult. I don't like Mexican joints. We need ears and boots on the ground at every Los Amigos, Los Trace Amigos. Dude. That's ours here in Jerseyville. We need ears at all times. Fuck yes. At all times. So post up. Costa Tequila. Yeah, I'm I I am gonna go it's start crazy. going to Costa Tequila and I'm just gonna listen. Yeah. I'm just gonna eat to. free chips and listen. Yeah, because, to, man. Because they're 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 fighting demons. It seems to be a because I think the one in Collins Elite was also in Albuquerque. Bro, what? I swear to God, I'm pretty sure it was in Albuquerque. So if you need to figure out how to fight demons, if you need to figure out also how to fight interdimensional demons, or if you need to figure out time travel, all you got to do <laughs> is eavesdrop yeah. at your favorite at Mexican joint. chip and salsa joint. It's fucking awesome. At least you know the food's going to be good. That is that is the real conspiracy theory here that no one is paying attention to. Uh-huh. We've caught it three times. This is we've caught it at least. We don't know how many times it was brought up in the past that we didn't. Valid. The thing that gave it away was the priest thing. Yeah, valid. We hang out <laughs> at Mexican restaurants because the food is always good and it's always loud enough that we can talk and yeah. no one will notice. Dude, that's so crazy. It blows my fucking mind. I read that and I go, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. Okay, but it gets better, ladies we, and gentlemen. We solved it. Every every problem, every Fortean paranormal, unexplained conspiracy problem has been solved or spoken about in a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, but yes. it gets it gets weirder. Yes. So during these lunches, certain people were actually there. People like George H. W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, all shady nerds. Valid point. <laughs> but all these men were informed that a Project Pegasus had found that one day in the future, these men would all become president. The project did this by using quantum access. Basiago was actually a participant in Project Pegasus from 1968 to 1972. It was a secret quantum access Tesla technology with time travel. Say that one fast. It's not easy. Um, the program also suggests that Obama and Trump were identified as future presidents. But something in the article on the news insideout.com catches my attention more than the previous statements. Donald Trump in quantum access cultural references. It pulls from Back to the Future, Illuminati cards, and I'm sure... You could suggest the Simpsons, the Simpsons as well, but what the fuck is that? Quantum access cultural references, because to me, it sounds like they have a way to calculate future events based on things that appear in the world, or at least, at least in like this probability machine way, so to speak. Sort of like the Library of Babel. Yeah. Yeah, it just they found out a way to correlate yeah. real world events and then mix it into this codex. Yeah, to see the they probability of the future. Essentially, went through and picked the most probable. That's heck. What? Because at at the time of this, somebody asked about Hillary, and they were like, she was not ID'd. 
in the program. Don't tell her that. She'd probably kill whoever said that. That's true. But regardless, some of the things we know about, I feel like everybody's individual imagination doesn't even remotely compare to what DARPA's actually worked on or even attempted to work on. Trimmer robots. Bro, I even saw a reference to, quote-unquote, the Mars jump. Whatever the fuck that means. Sound like the 20 and back. It does, actually. That's a good point. Um, It's crazy. That's also what they said about the earthworms. The robot worms, they said that they could send those to other planets to dig through and bring back soil samples. That's nuts. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so at the end of it, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. But for me, there's one thing I can take away from this entire episode and everything that DARPA has worked on. Possibilities are endless. And, oh yeah, we're all fucked. Yeah. I mean, just throwing that out there. I... I hate that, like, they're on the precipice of all these technological breakthroughs, and they're still using it for... Dog shit? Yeah. Political gains. So bad. Monetary gains. Fucking uh, war military gains. Like, hey, we got fucking time travel technology, quantum algorithms. We're going to see who's going to be president. Who yep. gives a fuck? That's where I'm at. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like, you got, you, they could do so much cool stuff, and they're just like, let's pick the, like, the shit. Like, we could. Let's pick the people to invest in. Yeah. We can modify neuron fires to. Map the entire human brain. Yeah. And, and essentially, like. Help like we could influence the human brain to to cure cancer, essentially. Yeah. But instead, we're going to use it as a propaganda machine to get our dude in office. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) Stop it. It's crazy. It's like picking the the smartest kid with no fucking imagination, giving him the coolest tool ever, and then he wants to use it to to become class president. Yeah. Here, I'm going to use this awesome device to burn ants like a magnifying glass. Dude, it's so... I don't know. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And with the, like, if you throw in the advancement of AI and shit... Terrifying. It's going to go off the rails. Bro, that's what I'm saying. The next decade is going to go off the fucking rails. That's what I'm saying. Because there's, there's so much progress that could be made with mapping the human brain. And understanding how, like they were, they were literally talking about just by seeing the way the neurons fire and shit. Like with a soldier on the battlefield, they'll be able to understand what, like literally, what he's doing, what he's encountering, just by understanding what's firing, oh, when yeah. it's firing, and understand, like mapping that entire so sequence to a degree that it's like it's almost like having a real time camera. Yeah. You you would be, yeah, you would use his eyes as cameras. You probably could at that point. You know what I mean? Because yeah. your eyes are going to take in what you're seeing and you're, it's going to fire off your brain. Exactly. And you're just, you're, you're essentially just another receptor of that person's eyes. Yeah, because furthermore, 
you plugged if you if you were able to understand that and then you plug that into an AI program, it could generate then essentially a live feed from that. I mean, it would be augmented to a degree, but you would understand what they're like playing Call of Duty. Or or if you could somehow map it into where it would just yeah, like like produce the images onto but if it if it if it transmitted it into that headset. And then sent them sig- that would work yeah. like a camera. I was gonna say if the headset can put signals in, you'd think it could take signals back out. Yeah. Which then the it eyes could would be a camera. Yes, absolutely. Which that's fucking crazy. Great, DARPA's gonna hire us now. We got you. Oh, we ain't just figured. destroy it from the inside out, baby. Yeah, we ain't building shit, that's for sure. If we learned anything from SLC Punk, is you gotta destroy it from the inside out. But Anyway, I don't think that's going to get us canceled. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, no. There's not a whole lot controversial going on there. No, I was kind of worried about the C19 stuff, but then as I think we it's, as we got into it, I'm like, nah, that ain't so bad. No, I think it's it it's, it's the time has passed. I well, that and I read it and I kind of like restructured it so it's not as uh side choosing and stuff like that. Yeah. I think everybody knows that it was because these were all probably written at like the created, height yeah. of all that crap. Everybody knows it was created and it was shitty and it was yeah. used to turn everybody against one another and it was just a big yeah 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 fucking ordeal. Yeah, because one we Hollis guy doesn't pick sides because we are all sides are fucked. Yeah, well we're just we're just our own team. Yeah, and I just I just wish everybody would just like look look out for your people. Yeah, but you know I, mean? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm saying vote for us or get fucked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't worry about what fucking Dan down the road's doing. Yeah. Take care of your people. <laughs> Fuck Dan. Take care of your fucking people, bro. That's where I'm at, man. Take care of your team because they're the only people that are going to take care of you. That's all you can do. Don't pick sides don't. when you can take care of your team. Don't listen to the noise. That's fucking right. But anywho, uh, thanks for hanging out with us this Monday. Hopefully it's got you fired up to just suplex the fucking week into submission. Uh, until we meet again, hey, check us out at all of our social medias. I won't go through the whole spiel, but stay safe, stay weird, and everyone go support your local Mexican restaurant and keep your fucking ears open because shit's going down. <laughs>